Welcome to another season of Digging Deeper, a podcast of Perimeter Church in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm Senior Pastor Jeff Norris here with my co-host, Laura Story Elvington, and we're excited to be back in your earbuds and your streaming platforms. But we're changing things up just a little bit for this short four-week mini-series that we're calling Unshakable. We're going to be sitting down with four different guests as they share their stories of how walking through a shaky season of life has further revealed the unshakable character of God. And we pray that you'll both find hope and encouragement in these testimonies as you're drawn back to the truth of God's unshakable character in whatever season of life you may be walking through. So let's dig in. We are thrilled as always that you have joined us uh, to engage with us here in this fourth conversation as a part of this series that we're doing called Unshakable. And this one's a little bit of a special treat because sitting next to me is not my usual co-host, Laura. It's my beautiful, awesome wife, Rachel. And Laura's sitting across from me, which is odd because she's not usually there. And she's sitting with her awesome husband, Martin, because we're interviewing them for this episode. And so Laura is changing seats Changing literally roles here. and roles yes. to be not the one who asks questions, but the one who answers questions and shares along with Martin, their story. And, uh, I mean, it was kind of a no brainer when we were thinking about this idea. Maybe for you, I, I feel better as the interviewer yes, than, yes. than the guest. <laughs> I'm sure, but no brainer for me, for sure. Of like, okay, knowing you guys, knowing your story, knowing your journey, um, that is still being written, right, mm-hmm. as all of ours are, we think about, okay, this whole concept of there's a lot of things in this life that shake us to the core. And in the midst of it as Christians, as followers of Christ, we seek to, even in the midst of the shakenness, experience an unshakable God mm-hmm. and the reality of his unshakable kingdom, even when it doesn't feel unshakable. Mm-hmm. Um so that's, that's what we're going to talk about, and we want you guys to um, uh, to share your story. And I know, Rachel, you've um, known Laura and Martin as long as I have, and we've talked a lot about their story and um, the ways in which God has used it, certainly in your lives and ministries. So yeah. where do you want to start, guys? What, well, what What's the first uh, maybe part you want to share of yeah. your story? Well, I will say this. You know, I kind of joke about how I, it can be a little awkward sharing our story but I do love in a series where we're talking about the things in life that shake us. Uh, disability is a big part of our story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And disability is a big part of our family, um, obviously of Martin's life, but of anyone in our family. And sometimes I feel like we don't talk about disability enough as mm-hmm. believers. Mm-hmm. I was reading, I think it was a Tim Keller, um, a foreword to a book on disability that Tim Keller wrote the foreword. And what he said was, he said, sometimes churches know how to pray for someone and they get better and they rejoice with them. Yeah. Right. Or they pray and whatever illness ends in, you know, in that person passing on and they grieve well with that family. But a lot of times when it comes to something chronic and people who are listening who who have chronic uh, disabilities or, or chronic illnesses, uh, I, I'm wondering if maybe I'm speaking for them as well. Mm. Sometimes the church doesn't know what to do with it. What, what right. do we do with something where we pray for healing, but the Lord answers um, differently than what we expect? Yeah, yeah. Very true. Yeah, What? so with that, I, amen. 
And we can start from the beginning if you yeah, want. So, yeah. Well, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I want to lean into you guys here. Where do you want to start? In, ter- in terms of, let's start here. Well, we were Go young back. people when we met. Yeah, we grew we were up in the same. We little lads. Uh, yeah, go back to the beginning. When did you guys Martin. meet? When did you when did you start dating? Those kind of things. Uh, we actually went to the same kindergarten together. We did. So cool. Wow. She, she was a year ahead of me. And so we, I'm so much more advanced. So. <laughs> no, was, I'm older. I'm a year so older. We, uh, we I don't think, real quick, I don't think I ever knew this. Oh, yeah. That y'all were the same older. kindergarten. Same yeah, school, that's so that. fun. Same kindergarten, elementary, junior high, and high school. Uh, but we actually met for the first time at an FCA cookout. Uh, Laura's senior year, my junior year of high school. So earlier, um, we did a podcast with um, <laughs> the Frank Coors, and I mentioned that I am not a very sporty person. And still now we laugh about the fact that we met at this <laughs> Fellowship of Christian Athletes <laughs> thing. <laughs> and I still am not really sure what I was doing there, except that I wanted to fellowship with a good-looking Christian athlete. And it, it ended up hey, working out for me. Yeah. It was yeah. a great place you met Martin. <laughs> for uh, musicians, you know, dorky musicians to meet good-looking guys. Was this when you had really short hair, by the way? <laughs> yes. yes. We had in high High school, um, we may have to find a picture of this, but we had the same haircut in high school. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's awesome. It's got to be in the show notes. It was your yes. haircut. The yeah, haircut well, you yeah. have right now well, is what both of us had in Is this an okay oh, wow. time to mention that my haircut hasn't changed since second grade? So, you know, <laughs> I can, I'm sure I can people can guess yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay, so you guys meet FCA gathering. Yeah. Okay. Then what? Then uh, the next day we, we realized that we are sitting... Uh, at lunch tables that are beside each other. Yeah, so we just kind of <laughs> we. So that, it's it's interesting because after we met, we kind of traced how we had been like in the vicinity of each other for a good ten, fifteen years, uh, going back to you know even to to preschool, and we dated on and off for probably seven or eight years, and wow. we're just really good friends for most of that mm. part, and then. After I graduated from college and Martin had been graduated uh, for a couple of years, which even that, I graduated after him, uh, <laughs> even though I was a little bit in it. It took me a little bit longer. Did the same college? No. no okay. He went to Wofford College. I went to a Bible college. And okay. um, then we got married and we came on staff here. We had been married, I think, a year and three months. So mm. Perimeter is, now we, we're about to celebrate 20 years. But perimeter yeah. is a huge part of our hmm. of our story, um, and really uh, kind of taught us how to be the the husband and wife we are, the parents we are. So, year and a half married before you came on staff here. What? All right, let's let's now we'll get into okay. Then, yeah, the 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 uh, unexpected, shaken reality of of y'all story came in, mm-hmm. and at mm-hmm. what point was that? Was that before you moved here? Or was it? After you moved here, when did when did I, that take place? I had some symptoms, very vague symptoms, um, uh, prior to moving here, uh, but it, it, they quickly escalated once once I was here. I was in graduate school uh, and began falling asleep in class. Falling asleep, I fell asleep one day while driving, um, and a little bit forgetful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I remember I was on a trip doing doing music somewhere, and I called Martin to check on him because things had just kind of been off. And I'll never forget, I called him and I could tell I'd just woken him up. And I was like, "Hey, what's going on?" He was like, uh, "I think I was just taking a nap." 
And then I heard the car door and like the dinging of the car mm-hmm. door. I said, are you in your car? And he said, yes, I think I just pulled into the parking lot of the condo and fell asleep. Hmm. And I thought, oh, well. okay. He said, and I think I fell asleep on the way home. Hmm. And I wow. said, okay, uh, I'm going to come. I was in uh, Flat Rock, North Carolina. And I said, okay, I'm going to come home now and we're going to figure this out. Yeah. Yeah. So it was uh, a few different doctor's visits, and then eventually Martin was diagnosed with a brain tumor. Mm. And it's it's never news that anyone expects to hear. Uh, I think for us, we were young, um, you know, mid-20s, and so it wasn't, it wasn't crushing. It was just something we thought, okay, this is an obstacle. That I think, if anything, we thought about it in a very naive way. Thought this is an obstacle we're going to need to um, figure out. He's going to have a surgery, and then we're going to kind of get back on the road that that we imagined our our lives, you know, to be to be on. Mm-hmm. It's like you know when they when they do. I think here at the church they do premarital counseling, and you you map out what you want your marriage and family yeah. to look like. And so we kind of saw it as kind of a little detour, a little bump in the road. And then we're going to get back to the the plan, the you know, God's yeah. good plan for us. Yeah. And do you want to share a little bit about how that ended up looking a little different than what we expected? <laughs> yeah. So uh, the, um, the the surgery I had saved my life and forever, forever grateful uh, for the, the man who, who, did my, who did my surgery. Uh, I was left with some disabilities that, uh, that were residual effects from the surgery itself. And... Uh, um, today I, I live with a short-term memory disability, as well as uh, I have about about fifty percent of my eyesight. the The tumor itself was was um, uh, attached to my optic nerve, and when they when they did the surgery to remove it, uh, the optic nerve was damaged, and uh, so I, li- I live with about fifty percent of my eyesight. So so I can't drive. Uh, but I, I still still get around. Uh, I, I cycle a good bit, and uh, I, I, I now work here at the church. So, wow. So, what was the? I mean, how did coming out of surgery? Kind of what was that mm-hmm. like? Yeah. Like in the beginning. Yeah. So in the beginning, like I said, we thought, okay, well, the doctor said we needed to get surgery, and so uh, Martin. You know, had a surgery, and I'll never forget. <laughs> I tell this story a lot, but when when I first got to see Martin after that initial four and a half hour surgery, the doctor had listed all these potential complications, and um, one of them was because of where the tumor was, it was possibility that Martin's like entire memory would be wiped. Mm-hmm. And so, as this you know young bride, I'm thinking. Mm. Like, what if he doesn't remember me? Mm-hmm. And so I got to see him right after that first surgery. And as soon as kind of he came to and opened his eyes, he said, Laura's story. Oh, I thought, oh, I'm so glad he remembers me. And then he said, what are you doing here? <laughs> and I realized that he he knew exactly who I was, but he just didn't uh, know that we were married. Oh, wow. He didn't remember anything um, like he remembered high school. He was like, Laura, that we went to high school together. <laughs> mm-hmm. And 
And so the more we're in that recovery room together and we're talking and he's asking me questions about, you know, so what have you been doing since high school? And he said, did you did you ever get married? And I'm like, yeah, I certainly did. And I finally kind of broke this news to him of, hey, I'm here with you right now um, because we're married. I'll never forget him just his jaw dropping and saying, <laughs> oh. we're married? Yes. Oh. <laughs> and I thought, okay, that is really great. That's a really great way for that to go down. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure, like, when someone's in such a fragile medical yeah. state, I don't know what kind of news they can they can handle. <laughs> What's better than realizing that you married the love of your life once, oh, if not twice? Yeah, I know. Like, oh, I've reminded him multiple times. What, 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 so what happened with my short-term memory problems uh, so she would leave the room to go go have lunch or even just go to the restroom, and she'd come back in the door, and I would do it again. Oh wow! Not yep. not not realizing that she had just told me fifteen minutes beforehand. Wow! Uh, that that we were married. So, yeah. so not wow. to make light of a very scary mm-hmm. situation, mm-hmm. but but there is that kind of like sweet like man, you get to rediscover it over and over again that wow, I got to marry this girl, you know. Yeah. But I'm sure it was not that. Lighthearted in the moment because <laughs> well, you were was, great concern, right? Yeah, it uh, was interesting because those uh, those first days in the hospital, the doctor said, you know, plan to be here a week or so, and we we were there probably the um, the damage that happened due to the surgery, due to you know h- how deep they had to go in order to get the tumor. Um, it just caused a lot more problems than what than what we initially realized. So we were there for about two and a half weeks. Finally got to leave, um, but had complications uh, within maybe the first couple of days. Ended up back in the hospital for another two and a half months. So that was, um, those were the days that we just weren't sure. We just weren't sure whether Martin would wake up some of those, some of those really long nights. And Finally, you know, he began to do better. He began, you know, I remember him doing doing rehab and, you know, learning to, to walk again, learning to use a fork and a knife, you know, kind of, I, remember, I have this very vivid memory of sitting in the, the rehab facility uh, at a table. And it was the first time, you know, this is someone who, Martin had, had not been able to eat and then he had not been able to eat solid food he was finally eating solid food but this is the first time he had gotten out of bed in like two months Mm. in order to eat that solid food so we're sitting at this cafeteria and martin's learning he's like learning to use his fork and knife again to cut the spaghetti and probably about a week after that was when he was discharged and on one hand, I was so grateful, so grateful mm-hmm. that he was being released. Um, I'd been sleeping on this very <laughs> oh, uncomfortable gosh, yeah. fold-out chair, which anyone that's spent any time in the hospital knows what that feels like. But on the other hand, it was really confusing because mm-hmm. I had this picture in my mind that these medical professionals were going to fix everything before they released us from the hospital. Mm-hmm. And so it was a hard moment of the doctor saying, uh, you know, Martin is doing really well considering what he's gone through. But there are some things um, due to the trauma he his brain has endured. There are some things that may never get better. And that was hard as a wife to hear. 
Yeah. That's mm-hmm. hard as a Christian. <laughs> yeah. Just as a person. Um, but yeah, th- that's kind of part of what we've had to navigate, mm-hmm. I guess, um, for 17 years now. Martin, okay. what do you feel even now when you hear Laura share that? And when you think about the daily reality of life mm-hmm. with uh, the story that God has written and is writing yeah. for you? Um, I have probably two conflicting emotions. Um, one would be, uh, let me say this, I, 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 when I became a Christian, I was in a, I was in a, uh, involved in a, uh, in a Bible study where we learned about the sovereignty of God mm-hmm. and the goodness of God. Uh, and I remember learning for the first time in a, in a Bible study setting that, that God is no less good when hard things happen. Mm-hmm. And so learning that academically is very different than, mm-hmm. than experiencing that in reality. Yeah. And so I am forever grateful for the, the foundational knowledge I had about God because it, it led me to a place um, eventually, it, it took time, but eventually where, where I could reconcile a good God allowing a very difficult circumstance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, scripture says he causes all things together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purposes. Um, and, and so Yeah. So, despite despite it being incredibly difficult, we still saw and have seen and continue to see the good that uh, has come from my my disability. Yeah. Were you tempted? Sorry. So, just like what? I mean, when stuff like that happens, obviously you're 17 years into it. But in the beginning, like, what were some of the hardest things to just trust the Lord with, or were there lies you believed about? Yeah. Him or yourself or. Well, and I want you yeah. to answer that, but something interesting about disability, like you say, you're 17 years into it. Some days it doesn't even feel like we're a day into it. Yeah. Know? Because sure. with every year, with every season of our marriage, season of our family, there's something new yeah, yeah. that pushes up against that disability. And it's almost like we kind of go through it all over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would you say? Yeah. Um, um, the, the the loss of independence, mm-hmm. I think, would be a an overarching theme of of what I experience. Um, whether that's I'm I'm not able to drive now right. because of my disability, so uh, you know, not able to go to the grocery store and get a gallon of milk, uh, not able to to take my kids out on a mm-hmm. on a father daughter or father son. Uh, experience. Uh, those are those are difficult things. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I want I want to quickly say, the men and women of our of our church mm-hmm. have been amazing mm-hmm. in, in regard to those two specific things I mm-hmm. just mentioned. Um, the the um, 
we have uh, very, very good friends uh, mm-hmm. in this church yeah. who come alongside our family and and help out with those kind of things. Right. And so, so I do get I do get to experience those things. It just looks different. Yeah. Um, uh, the I was. I was in grad. The, the other thing, I was in graduate school, and uh, I had to, I had to drop out of graduate school mm-hmm. because of my 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 memory disability. So, short term memory disability manifests itself uh, almost like a as a, as a learning disability, mm-hmm. in that it, it's difficult to make new memories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so learning new information is is is, is a difficult task so I was on the I was on a trajectory towards a certain occupation and uh, all of that just stopped yeah. so and, I, and it was a trajectory that 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 I had I had prayed about and sought counsel over yeah. and and um, had lots of affirmation from from folks within the body of Christ saying, yes, this looks like where God may be leading you. Mm-hmm. And so to find out I have a brain tumor and a disability um, or, or resulting disability from the surgery, to find that out and to find out that, that what I was certain was God's plan uh, was actually not, yeah. uh, was, was very difficult. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Let, let me Truth. say this to you, Martin. You you mentioned how many in the church have been a blessing to you and to Laura. Um, but I want you to hear, man, how much of a blessing you've been mm-hmm. to so many mm-hmm. in the church. Yeah. And Laura mentioned at the beginning that you work here and you work yeah. in our cafe here at the church. And, man, you, you really are such yeah. a blessing to so many. And I don't, I don't just say that. I mean, the, you always have a smile on your face. Mm-hmm. You're always... Doing your job and serving others with gladness, and um, people notice and people are affected by you, mm-hmm. and um, so it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me ask you this: What are some things? Just speaking very practically here, mm-hmm. what are some things that y'all do uh, to help you with the short-term memory disability? Like Laura, are there things that you do to help him remember some things? Martin, what are some things that you do to like? Do you carry your phone around and? Put notes in your phone to make sure you remember when you have conversations. You know, I, you know, I'm mm-hmm. curious about how y'all, well, how you, how you do that. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I use a smartphone and uh, just take lots of notes. I use my calendar app a lot to to write things down so that at the end of the day, when uh, when we're when we're talking or something, and Laura says, "How was your day?" and if I don't, if I don't immediately remember what my day. Looked like I can I can look back at my my calendar and look what I did and and those are triggers that mm-hmm. will help me not just so that I can answer the the question but it really does help me remember what I did that day and if I see a note that has it had lunch with John then uh, it will trigger mm-hmm. the the conversation yeah. and and mm-hmm. I'm able to to bring it back up and have have the conversation with with my wife. Yeah. So, so I so I use my I write down a lot of things, make a lot of notes, and you're like an Uber Gold member. So, like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's always like the best, sweetest encouragement to all these I Uber bet. drivers That's all awesome. the time. It's really sweet. That's really That's cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. So. 
Uh, I'd say one of the things you talk you talked about is you know the limitations and all of that. But one thing that's been interesting, well, t- two things. First of all, I think I feel like early on, the first five years, I feel like we weren't even we weren't even being honest with ourselves about how this affected us. Mm-hmm. I think we thought that the good Christian answer is, you know, God's working all things together for good. Um, he's going to do something beautiful out of this mess. You know, all of those things that you could, you know, you'd write on distressed wood panel and put up in your living <laughs> room. <laughs> like we've kind of felt like that needed to be our uh, our token line that we, that we shared. So I'd say the first five years um we didn't grieve it well Mm. we didn't grieve it very well and we got to a place where we realized um that we had it and we almost had to kind of go back and experience some of the sadness Mm. of uh well in the scriptures you know the psalmist would call it lament Mm -hmm. just kind of acknowledging um this world is broken Mm -hmm. and um, disability is hard because mm-hmm. along with the limitations, I mean, all of that has been spent a lot to deal with. But disability also involves a lot of unmet expectations. You know, right. you think about a a mother who's picturing a child, mm-hmm. um, has that child, finds out about a certain condition or something, um, and even though they love that child, you know, just as much as they would a completely healthy child. There is that expectation, and sometimes people feel guilty um, calling it what it is. Right. There's brokenness in this world. For whatever reason, God has not chosen to miraculously heal Martin. So we had to take time to kind of be sad about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we still have those moments. It's not like we've moved on from that season. Right. But we also, as we've processed it, we've come to a place of saying, okay, God, we do trust you. And we do believe that you take that which the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. Yeah. And so we, um, it's a little bit of a mixed bag. Yeah. <laughs> we have hard days and then we have days that, um, that we really can see the good things that God is doing in and through Martin's disability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I would say with, with that, the... One thing I've I've always read into that verse that's not there um, is that you will that you necessarily see the good or yeah. even yeah, this side of heaven or yeah. that or that you right. even experience the good this side of heaven yeah. and um, or that the good necessarily happens directly to the person who had the hard thing. Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes, God will God will do something, you know, through the circumstance. In, in the lives of other people that are around, and yeah. so I've I've had to I've had to um, I've been shaped by that verse uh, at, since the since my brain tumor in, in a way that has um, taught me to re- redefine what that looks like. Mm-hmm. That's good, man. Yeah, Rachel. Maybe one last question from you, and then I'll. I'll close this out with a question. Well, just talking about the grief and how you even said 17 years in some days are just like a new day. So I think if you have a child with disabilities or a spouse, like you're saying, there is that cycle of grief mm-hmm. that probably doesn't end. You know, it's yeah. it, there are 
different sets of grief for different seasons, right? As you, as your family changes, as you age, those kind of things. Talk about that. Like, how do you continue to persevere? Yeah. Um, I can share this. Like you even mentioned family. (laughs) At first when Martin and I, um, when we began to really accept, okay, this is not a detour. This is the road. Mm -hmm. This is not something that was just part of our story for the, this year. And then we're going to move on to the next Mm -hmm. season. This is part of our story for the long haul. Um, as we began to grieve that there were a lot of dreams that we had to let die. Mm -hmm. But one of the neat things was we kind of assumed that one of those dreams was us having children. And you guys know, just like you guys, Martin Martin and I have four children. And and us, um, we just kept on praying that God would take away that desire. And then we actually had people come to us and say, hey, just because of Martin's disability, that doesn't mean that you guys can't be parents. And so we've kind of... uh, (laughs) We kind of stepped forward into that and, and... had our own journey with infertility and then ended up, you know, have these these four mm-hmm. amazing kids. But I'll never forget when Josie was, she was probably three or four years old. She's 11 now. But when she was three or four years old, I was having um, just a hard, hard day, just struggling with, you know, why does... Why does our life have to look this way? God, mm-hmm. I knew you could heal Martin just with a snap of a finger. And and so often, especially with children, we think about how Martin's disability, you know, me working full time, like all, all of the everything that is our family, how these things are detrimental to our children. And I was having one of those days of thinking about what Josie's life could look like if Martin could drive, if I, mm-hmm. you know, if my life looked different. And I was picking her up from preschool, and the uh, her teacher said, "Hey, can I speak to you for a second? You know, and I'm, I'm like I'm terrified. Like, oh. I'm like, good grief, what did you do this time? Um, but she called me aside and she said, "Hey, I want to brag on your little girl for a second." She said, "We have a new boy in our class who has some learning dif- differences, and Josie, for whatever reason, has just come alongside and is just Aww. his little buddy." And she helps them do this, and she helps them do that, and she's just so patient with them. She said, I wanted to ask you, what have you done to develop in your children this care for people with learning differences? Uh And it was like the Lord just, (laughs) like, he just showed it to me Mm -hmm. so clearly. And and I was able to say to her, well, it's funny you should say that. I have not done a single thing, (laughs) Um, but I don't know if you know that that Josie's dad has a disability um, and Josie's she's never known anything different. (laughs) And it was so sweet. Just this realization that sometimes the limitations of our family Mm -hmm. or the limitations of us as parents uh, we think that they're to the detriment of our children. Right. But really, sometimes they're the very things that God is using yeah. Yeah. to develop character. And, and and it was just like a few weeks later, I was, I'm reading in Romans 5, and Paul says, rejoice in your sufferings, which, you know, I kind of roll my eyes whenever. <laughs> yeah, Paul, yeah, whatever. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, but, but he says, rejoice your sufferings because suffering produces endurance, mm-hmm. and yeah. endurance produces character. 
in character produces hope and hope will not disappoint. Mm -hmm. And it was this realization of the very character that I want to see in our children, the very endurance that I want to see in our children. Um, it's not going to come necessarily from, you know, signing them up from the right Sunday school class right. as, as much as it's going to come from them having um, to endure some hardship that's part of the story that God's writing for our whole family. So Man, okay, that's like a that. whole other episode right there that yeah. we need to have for parents. <laughs> yeah. And Rachel yeah. and I need to remind ourselves of this often because what is the default reaction of a parent? is to do everything you can to remove the obstacles yeah. mm -hmm. to protect them. I mean, this, this is what I want to do constantly, especially yeah. for my girls, mm -hmm. right? Like with my son, you're a little bit more dads and their sons are a little bit more like, Hey, you got this with, with dads and their daughters, you want to mm -hmm. protect and, you know, Hey, make sure nothing's in the way of that might cause you to stumble or suffer. Mm -hmm. And yet it's those things that are the most character building realities mm -hmm. that, you know, bring about endurance and hope. Um, well, you, I'm still going to bring it up, but cause there might be more. Because you, you really went where I was going to wrap us up with, and that is, and Laura, you will love that I'm bringing this up. Um, <laughs> you have written a Can't lot wait. of great songs. Yep. <laughs> um, for anyone who might be listening that doesn't realize that Laura is a Grammy award-winning singer-songwriter, um, and the song you won a Grammy for, I mean, you truly, so many great songs, but the one that that did uh, warrant that was was Blessings. Mm. I think God honored that song for a lot of reasons. One, it was brilliantly written and sung and it resonates with so many people, but I think it came from the depths of your heart and Martin's heart even as y'all have wrestled through this and trusted God through this. And so my my thought is, you know, you can correct me. I've listened to it truly so many times, <laughs> Rachel and I both, but I'm probably going to misquote it here. But, you know, what if your blessings came through raindrops? What if your something came through tears? Uh, healing. Uh, healing, yeah, came healing came through tears. Thank you. Um, and th that's part of the chorus. So my question is, you've shared that with with Josie, and but what are what are some of the blessings hmm. that you've seen as a result of this that you wouldn't have seen otherwise? I'll let you go first. Hmm. Uh, one, one thing I, I mentioned earlier about the the church and. Uh, my formative years as a, as a young Christian, learning about what the church should be and should do and mm -hmm. what, it, what it looks like. And I came to understand that, that we, we care for those who are, who are sick and those who uh, are in need. And oftentimes uh, I can recall being the, the one who would offer aid and come to, come to the aid of someone in need, but I had I had never been the recipient mm -hmm. of of someone in need to the degree that that I've now experienced since uh, my current condition, and so it has been it has been a humbling experience. It's also been an eye opening experience to see the the body of Christ come alongside mm -hmm. us specific specifically and. Uh, and and come to come to our aid, mm. offer help. Uh, and I, uh, it is a, it is a. I understand that verse in a a different way yeah. today than I did as a as when I when I first came to the Lord. Sure, yeah, yeah. that's good. That's great, Laura. Anything you would add? Yeah, I'll answer it with a 
I'll, I know this is a heavy topic. Topic. I'll end, end it on a funny story. <laughs> so you mentioned the the Grammys, and Martin and I, you know, we got the invitation. We we heard about the nomination, got the invitation. <laughs> really had no intention of going, except that I was already in L.A. the Friday night before the Sunday night of the Grammys, hmm. oh, and wow. so I we just extended our plane ticket, and uh, I was. What, five months pregnant with Josie. We didn't know anything about the Grammys. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you guys have ever gone to the Grammys. No. We didn't know anything, and so I, I was in, you know, with it being my, my first pregnancy. I was just hungry all the time. So I'll, I'll never forget us <laughs> going to Subway and getting a foot long sub and smuggling it into the uh, Grammys. Nice, <laughs> That's the best. Nice. And like munching on it during during that pre show. Uh, but the, the reason I bring it up is when we, so I'm sitting there, and when they called my name, and I went up and accepted it, one thing they do, they, um, so you accept the award, and then they kind of whisk you off backstage, and you go around the corner, and you're on another stage with all of the news outlets, hmm. okay? Yeah. So if you can imagine, like, you turn the corner, and there's someone with a, you know, a, a Newsweek USA Today, it literally is Everybody. every publication, oh. media outlet you've ever thought of. And, you know, they're, they're, they're more excited about uh, interviewing Taylor Swift, I'm sure. But, but for <laughs> me, they just asked me one question. And they said, uh, you know, so your song, we, for one inch, we understand your song was written about your faith. What, uh, tell us about that. I just thought it was so wow. interesting. Mm. You know, you think about the passage in first Peter that says, you know, always be ready to give an answer when people ask you about, you know, the faith you have. And I, it made me think that it, it was really this trial, this trial that we've walked through that we don't necessarily understand, Mm -hmm. but that's the platform. Hmm. That's the reason people are asking us about the faith that we have. Um, it's not, you know, that we won the lottery and they're like, tell us about God, you know, in the midst of that. It's that we've walked through something and still um, have found peace, have found joy. You know, we we certainly have hard moments. Um, But really, that's what faith is about. Mm -hmm. It's about, you know, stepping forward and trusting God to be who he is. Um, Trusting that he loves us, trusting that he has a good plan for us, even when it doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. So it's been a neat experience to to write songs from that place and and even get to share about it on pa- on podcasts like yeah. this. Yeah, <laughs> awesome, awesome. Uh, it occurs to me, I I've never been to the Grammys. I, I did have a high school football banquet, and I'm thinking those are pretty similar. <laughs> a right? lot more music at the Grammys. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, they're probably really similar. Very similar. And, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna maybe a di- on a different episode you can share with us about your yeah. accolades. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that'll at last the, the high school yeah. football banquet. Yeah. That, so that episode will be 45 seconds. It'll be riveting. Um, so anyway, Rachel. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having yeah. me. Uh, I know you don't love doing things like this, but you're you're great at it, and I love having you with me. So thanks, thanks for. I may replace thanks. you. Yeah. As the, I think that she's. <laughs> I think I think we we need the. Laura, you're no, great. Yeah. I mean, I certainly wouldn't be opposed. Uh, <laughs> Martin, thanks for joining yeah, us thank as well, y'all. man. Glad to be here. Yeah, we love y'all, and so grateful for you. 
And we've loved doing this series of Unshakable and hope it's been a blessing to you and um, to all who have listened and engaged with us here. And we'll be coming back soon with more Digging Deeper episodes in the, in the coming weeks and months. So join us for those as well.